I knew that I was about to walk into hell, not literally, of course, but as close to it as one could get on earth, and I wasn't sure that I'd last to see another day, but I also knew that I didn't regret the actions that had led me to being here. Love, pure love, was one of the most exhilarating things that I'd ever experienced. I'd never known a feeling more genuine or thrilling than the feeling of being in love. It was an all-consuming thing, a feeling that overtook your mind and body, one that I'd hoped I'd never forget because the experience of love was something that every person should have had the rights to. Miss Mulligan, Claire hissed, would you please quicken your pace? I lowered my head, allowing my hair to fall in front of my face as I walked the five feet to where Claire stood. About time, she said, absolving a heavy sigh. This is Matron Elizabeth. You will report to her during your time within the compound. Do you understand? I stood straight, my eyes glancing over Matron Elizabeth. Where the thin dress hadn't covered her frail body, I noticed large circular bruises lining her arms, which only worsened my fear. Hello, I barely mustered. It's a pleasure to meet you, Matron Elizabeth. She extended her hand out to me. Come along, she said, her fingers wrapping around mine. I looked back at Claire, who was already retreating to the SUV. My feet dragged across the dirt as she pulled me closer to the gate. She knocked lightly on the steel gate before taking a step back. A small window slid open. A guard looked over us from the other side before reaching for a lever on the wall beside him. One second, he called out, sliding the window shut just before the gate opened up, revealing a haunting community. I wasn't sure what I expected to find inside the gate, but this certainly wasn't it. The walls, made of brick, were covered in vines and cracks. Worn-down buildings lined the compound, which was eerily quiet, with not a single person in sight. Where is everyone? Matron Elizabeth laid her hand against my lower back, ushering me towards a small wooden door located off to the side. They are in their headquarters, she answered. No need to worry, my dear child. You'll be joining them soon enough. She knocked once before turning to face me. Do you know what that is? she asked, pointing at the chip that hung from my neck. The softness of her voice worried me. No, I said, the word barely escaping my lips. Her fingers curled around the red chip. This is you. Her eyes grew dim as she continued. Everything that you are, that you were before coming here, it's all here. I'm afraid I don't understand what you mean, and I didn't. I'd feared the compounds for as long as I could remember. The threats from the council constantly haunted my thoughts, creating an image of hell on earth. And yet, none of it appeared to be true. At least, not upon first glance. Nothing was making sense. There's much more at play than you know, Miss Mulligan, Matron Elizabeth sighed. In time, the truth will reveal itself. Just as I was about to speak, the wooden door opened, revealing a petite woman, no older than thirty by the look of it, dressed in a short cotton dress. Come in, she said, moving aside so that we could pass by. I walked ahead of Matron Elizabeth, my fingers gripping the light fabric of my dress with fear. I could feel the fabric tearing from the pressure, destroying what little remained of my life before Compound One. A light bulb hung from the ceiling above, the only light within the tiny room illuminating the stainless steel table that sat next to a metal folding chair. Claire said something about a tracker. It was more of a statement than a question. Under the rule of the Council, violators of the Caden Act, those that are sent to live within the compounds, 
are required to receive trackers. Why is that? I asked, watching as she retrieved a small metal disc from the table, sliding it into place on the bottom of a tube. How else do you expect them to retain control? They seemed to be doing a rather fine job of that as far as I was concerned. Back home, we were required to carry our identification cards on us at all times. The cards were an extension of us. They contained every bit of information about our lives that the council felt to be important. Our names, birthdays, family members, school and work schedule, food plan, health records, and, most importantly, our matches. They'd done a fine job containing the residents of Caden, instilling fear in them from early on, but every now and then a few would lose themselves to their curiosity, allowing for the possibility of love, true love. 